Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. We'll start out without open phones. And we have a guest lined up to talk this morning. Good morning. You're not You remember me. I'm here. Stand down. (laughs) Joe McGranahan is here. And who is our producer? Lynn Hall. All right. Now, Cliff, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Cliff Reeder is a noted regional attorney, a founding partner of Reeder's Travis Humphrey, Waters, and Dorman. He has literally helped write some Pennsylvania laws that relate to civil liabilities and opportunities for, uh, really, our, our society and infrastructures and, and laws to stay up to date and really help people in Pennsylvania. So, Cliff, thank you so much for calling in. Of course, the President Trump indictment is... Uh, our topic today is it feasible for you to sort of summarize for a lay person how these puzzle pieces fit together in this indictment? Sure, it is. You know, kind of remind you of the Bill Clinton, uh, Ken the Star um, history, and and the Sam Dash, Richard Nixon. A lot of people don't remember those anymore, but Sam Dash, who was um, the uh, prosecutor on the Senate the investigating committee. Um, you know, became famous as a result of his uh, prosecution of Richard Nixon for the Watergate break. And a lot of people said, oh, what's the big deal there? That was just, uh, you know, they were just going to, to try to find documents of their political opponents. Sam Dash was my uh, criminal law professor at Georgetown, a really pretty ph- phenomenal guy. But what's interesting about his life is he was then hired by Kenneth Starr when Starr was prosecuting Clinton. He resigned from that position saying that Starr had turned into a prosecutor. He was no longer being a, uh, you know, an objective uh, person seeking the truth. And Sam Dash refused to work for Kenneth Starr. So, you know, we do have some history of presidents and political slash criminal involvement. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. This is a great trivia point for the next time you're at a, a party somewhere. Who was the first president ever arrested and fined uh, for committing a crime? Who was the first president? Anybody know? Yeah, yes. Ulysses well, Grant. <laughs> that's right. Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, somebody knows. <clears throat> you're the first person I've talked to who knows that. That's right. And for what was the crime, you know? Speeding. Speeding on his horse. Right. Horse right. and buggy, yep. <laughs> arrested. Excuse me. He was arrested by a by a former um, African-American slave who now is working as a police officer in Washington, D.C. So that's right. So as you listen, that's great. I'm glad to see you know that. Um, so what is this all about? So for a lay person, uh, in New York State, it's a felony <clears throat> to falsify records when there is a specific intent to commit or conceal another crime. <clears throat> there must be an intent to defraud. Defraud whom? And to say. Um, there is no case, by the way, no case recorded where the other crime was a violation of election laws. Um, could it be a violation of New York election laws um, or are New York election laws preempted by the federal law? Um, a lot of people are confused by the fact that it's 34 counts. That's really pretty meaningless. What that is called in the trade is overcharging. <clears throat> what it means is each count 
excuse me, brings with it a separate sentence. So as a result of that, um, what they do is they break down the transaction. So if there are 10 invoices, there are 10 crimes that all say the same thing. If there were two or three different entities used to make the payment, they're all a separate count. So it's all one transaction, even though they broke it down into 34 counts, it's one transaction. And the transaction was uh, payment through a Trump organization to a lawyer who made a payment to this porn star, Stormy Daniels. And what the claim is, is that in 2016, uh, these payments were made um, in order to hide another crime, but we're not told what the other crime is. Now, there are those in the, again, I'm just trying to take a very, you know, balanced view on this for the moment, and I'll give you my opinion. There are those who would say, well, that's the way prosecutors should do it. They should be very vague. They should say as little as possible uh, so they don't get nailed down anything. They don't get trimmed down anything, what we call notice pleading. And then they'll give the further information in the Bill of Particulars. There will be a Bill of Particulars. There is a New York State where I'm also admitted. Um, and, uh, you know, that at some point, you know, we'll know what other, uh, what other law they're claiming <clears throat> was uh, the cover-up, so to speak. We don't know that now, and it's not in, the, the, uh, it's not in this indictment at all. <clears throat> this indictment merely says that, uh, that uh, there was a specific intent to conceal another crime, but we don't know what that other crime was. Most people think it's some sort of election law crime, uh, now, if you really want to know what's going on, of course, you have, to, you have to read the statement. This indictment is accompanied by a statement, kind of like a press release, really, mm-hmm. in which Bragg um, brags about what he's, uh, you know, what he's doing and why he's doing it. But of even more import was a press conference that he gave. Bragg gave a press conference, and he issued a statement of facts accompanying the indictment. And what he says, he's right out there. I mean, you don't have to speculate about this. He says it. He says, this is about the 2016 election. Um, I think Donald Trump won that election improperly and illegally by covering up sexually related bad acts. Um, And, you know, as I said in the Clinton days, when they say it's not about sex, it's about sex. When they say it's not about money, it's about money. And, uh, and of course, the biggest mistake that, that Kenneth Starr made in the Clinton prosecution is he prosecuted Bill Clinton for lying about sex. And that was his undoing. If he had gone after Bill Clinton on Whitewater and some of the other nefarious things Bill Clinton did, might have been a different story. But they uh, they went after him based upon sex. The Democrats said that uh, the Republicans said that uh, this was legitimate. The Democrats said that uh, the the Republicans were just stirring up prurient interests, i.e., sex. And so now we have the uh, so now we have the shoe on the other foot. Democrats are now interested in the fact that uh, the former president was covering up sex, and that's a terrible thing to do. You know, you may think it's okay, you may not think it's okay, but that's what it's all about. It's all about getting even on the 2016 election because um, Trump paid not to have sexual innuendos brought out against him concerning things he had done previous, maybe even during his marriage. Um, that's what it's about. That's all it's about. Is it so, illegal, Cliff? Uh, is it illegal? Is it illegal to pay someone not to talk about you? It's not illegal to do that, but it is illegal. It is illegal to uh, falsify records. Um, now, what kind of records, by the way? Um, if you if you falsify your own internal records, is that a crime? I don't think so. Is it a is it a felony to falsify 
for example, records you file with the state, like you know, income taxes. Yes, obviously that would be. Um, so it has to be it has to be a falsification of records, and I don't think it means your own internal records. Um, but there then has to be a specific intent. And by the way, these words have a meaning in the law. These are very specific terms of art. A specific intent that means he must have wanted to and intended to commit or conceal another crime. He has to have mens rea. He has to have knowledge. He has to have. He has to have said to himself or said to somebody else, uh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to falsify this record about payment to Stormy Daniels or whoever uh, because I want to evade the, um, for example, some other law. Uh, and, and the other law that we think, based upon Bragg's statements, um, are campaign finance laws. Now, can New York State prosecute um, a, a felony based upon violation of a federal law? Um, again, that's untested territory. Whether that would be included within the other crime that's being concealed um, is is very questionable. Um, supposing he supposing he made his payment to evade uh, a law in Wisconsin, could New York State punish that? I mean, this is a very this is a very localized thing. This is a Manhattan district attorney. Can the Manhattan district attorney or the Nassau County district attorney or the Lycoming County district attorney or can some county district attorney in some state um, punish the violation of a law in another state, another jurisdiction, half a world, you know, four time zones away? Um, never been done, and that's going to be tested in, in this case. But, Cliff, after all is said and done, if you take away this supposed underlying felony, these are just misdemeanors for whom the statute of limitations has run out. Doesn't the, Correct. Do, do, doesn't the president have a right to know what this underlying crime that he's being charged with is? Yes, he does have that right. And as I said earlier, maybe said it quickly, they're going to file what's called a bill of particulars in New York State, and that's a form of discovery. And when they file a bill of particulars, the, uh, the district attorney is going to have to answer that and say, okay, here is the underlying crime. We think we know what it is based upon Bragg's public statement, uh, based upon Bragg's um, uh, uh, written statement accompanying this. And in a written statement, um, it's pretty obvious that he's talking about uh, uh, some sort of um, election law violation. Now, most people thought it was federal election law violation. And it would be very, very uh, unusual if a local county DA could punish somebody for a, for a federal election law violation. But he did mention New York State. New York State has its own uh, election laws. So maybe what he's going to try to say is this was a violation, this falsification of records was to hide his violation of state election law. Now let me ask you something. Do you think that Donald Trump or anybody else who, who falsifies a record or creates a record that is not, uh, you know, maybe as, as uh, clear as it should be, do you think that they have a specific intent to violate a state election law that they don't even know exists? So, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty paper thin. I mean, look, those of us have worked in the legal system. We have seen overreaching DAs and U.S. attorneys before. I mean, it's not an unusual thing. And I can tell you that, you know, there are different philosophies about this. There are those who feel that um, the rich and the powerful should be subject to a harsher test, more strict scrutiny. There are those who feel that those who are poor or people of color should receive, um, you know, more uh, a, a gentle treatment. You know, we have a whole public debate going on now. Um, the same, same DA 
has um, uh, has uh, written down many many felonies and misdemeanors for for crimes in New York. Um, but here he's doing the opposite. Here he's taking a misdemeanor and he's struggling to make it into a felony, and it's pretty paper thin. Um, but but if you're a poor person, a person of color, he does the opposite. Now that's just as bad. That's just as bad as when in the old days, you know, the the rich and the powerful skated by, no matter you know what they did, and many times they did. And uh, uh, you know the the poor and the people of color, they paid the freight of every minor crime that there was. So. You know, whenever you whenever you have a, a misbalance, whenever the equilibrium goes one way or the other, you're, it undermines the legal system. I mean, there's got to be, and good district attorneys and good U.S. attorneys, and there are plenty of them, by the way. Uh, I'm not here to trash people that do that work. It's very important work. It keeps our society safe. Um, good DAs and good public defenders, uh, good uh, DAs and good U.S. attorneys, U.S. attorneys prosecute federal cases, DA state cases. You know, they have a protocol. But when they will write down uh, a felony to a misdemeanor, or when they will see if, if a misdemeanor can really be a felony charge, they will have a protocol and a system that treats everybody alike. And uh, there are definitely prosecutors that do that. Then there are other prosecutors, and we all know, we've all seen it in our careers, who are looking for publicity, who are looking to satisfy a certain constituency who maybe put them in office, who are looking to punish people they don't like, um, and, you know, they kind of get off the rails. And, um, I, you know, while I haven't seen all the evidence, nobody has, you know, it is, shall we say, questionable. It, is, it does make one wonder as to the legitimacy of this prosecution when everybody's struggling to find out what is the underlying crime, and is it, we don't even know if it's a state or federal crime, and how is he going to prove intent, knowledge, on the part of Donald Trump that when he that when he tried to obscure the nature of these payments by entries he made, um, which are misdemeanors, which as you point out, statute of limitations has already expired. This is seven years ago. Um, did he do that intending to evade some arcane election law that he doesn't know anything about? And so that's a tough case. It's a tough case for the DA to make. But I don't think he really cares about winning or losing. Frankly, that's another theory. I haven't heard it on. On any of the talking heads or any on, the t- uh, on any TV, but I think Alvin Bragg doesn't care if he wins or loses. I think he needs to satisfy the people that put him in office. Hmm. I think he needs to. I think he's really focused on the fact that Donald Trump won this election uh, by, in his view, hiding his sexual forays. And damn it, he's going to get this guy. Uh, it makes him sick to his stomach that there's a Trump Tower in New York City, and he wants to see that name off that building. <laughs> okay. so, <laughs> All right, the judge also asks uh, President Trump through his attorney to tone down the rhetoric, but if you heard any of the president's remarks last night, he declined to do so. What dynamics are at to play there? Tell us how this can, might play out. Yeah, you that question. I have a very strict rule with my clients, and I've only, I've only seen, I think, one client violate, and that is keep your mouth shut. And, you know, Tapakino and others, you know, he's got a good team of lawyers there. And they're telling him the same thing. They're absolutely telling him the same thing that I would tell him or tell any client. Keep your mouth shut. If a statement needs to be issued, I'll make the statement. The place to, the place to make your statements is in the court of law. And, you know, there's no reason to risk alienating the judge. Maybe the judge will want to show that he's fair. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a, um, probably regarded as an anti-Trump kind of guy. But you know what? Most judges, again, most judges, and most of them are good. You know, there are some real outliers there. Most judges are good at them, but when it comes down to it, they want to be the profile and courage. They want to be John Kennedy's profile and courage. 
They want to be the one person who says, you know, I hate this guy's guts, but I'm going to still do the right thing. And so, you know, this, give this judge a chance to, to do the right thing. You know, he already refused to impose a gag order. That shows he's trying. He's going to try his best to be fair. Uh, he can look at this charge as well as anybody else and know that there may be other cases against Trump in Atlanta or who knows where. But you know what? This probably is not one of them. So I would, I think it's a huge mistake to trash the judge, to trash the lawyers, to uh, try this case in the before the public. Uh, but you know, Trump is Trump. He's going to do that. That's one of his big mistakes. You know, I think. And uh, his lawyers, uh, I don't know if they're really trying to tamp it down or not. Yeah. I think they're. I'm sure they are. I I know at least two of the three. And you know, they're the kind of people who are not going to tolerate it. One of the things I was thinking about last night is I wonder by the time this case gets to trial if these lawyers will still be the same lawyers who tried the case. I hope they are. They're good lawyers. And I hope that Trump, you know, listens to them enough that they don't quit. But these people, you know, they've they're got plenty of other work to do, plenty of other celebrities to represent. And um, if, he, if he doesn't listen to them and if he winds up, you know, just being a real jerk about this and trying to try the case in the public um, sector, you know, he may find himself without very good lawyers. Well, January uh, is supposedly when they want to start uh, the trial here. There, there's no appearance of uh, President Trump in court until December. W- what's next? When, what, what's going to be playing out in that regard? So now, the, so now what happens is the discovery process. We call it discovery in the law. And it's a little different than civil cases. There's not as much discovery. Um, you usually don't get depositions and things like that. But there'll be an exchange of information. The defense will want to know what this is based upon. They will ask for and they have a right to get a very detailed statement of, of the proof of the underlying crime. Who's going to testify to the crime? What is the, what element, uh, how are they going to prove knowledge and intent, specific intent? Fraud, by the way, in general, this is true in civil and criminal cases, very tough. I mean, I've had those cases myself, and fraud is difficult to prove because you have to show a specific intent. You have to show that the statement is material. You have to show that it's um, uh, that there was reliance, that somebody relied on the misrepresentation. So when you're talking about fraud, there are a number of steps. So the defense is going to want to know what is your evidence, who can testify to these things. If the most that prosecution has is this disbarred perjurer, perjurer lawyer, Cohen, and Stormy Daniels, you know, that is probably not great. If that's all they got. Um, it seems like all they, we don't know, we'll see, but it seems like all they have are the record of the payment. Um, that's how they got the 34 items, because it was 34 entries. Um, so it seems like all they have is the record of, of uh, the payment, which didn't say um, payment to keep sex quiet. So that's the misdemeanor, right? Right. And not reported to anybody, but then again, no, doesn't seem like there was any obligation to report to anybody. Um, and uh, and so uh, so aside from those records, they're not going to prove the case by the records alone. Uh, who's going to testify to the intent of Donald Trump uh, to evade some other law? To the specific intent, mind you. Uh, so uh, if they're going to just rely, and it seems like all they really have is Cohen, um, you know, they're going to have to reveal that. So they will have to reveal the uh, their witnesses. They will have to reveal their, uh, their their evidence in a much more detailed way, and then there'll be what we call motions practice. There'll be motions made in arrest of judgment to dismiss, you know, whatever they call it in New York, um, to drop the charges. 
based on a failure to uh, connect the dots. Cliff, everybody says this is the weakest of the three or four cases that Trump's facing. What do you see coming down the road in that, and then we'll let you go? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know that you can compare cases. You know, it has a lot to do with the jurisdiction. Uh, it has a lot to do with, you know, Georgia is different than New York, which is different than Minnesota. Um, you know, I like to say when I lecture, and I think I've said it on this program, you know, we have at least 61 different um, legal systems in this country. You know, I say that because we have 50 states. And uh, we have 11 federal circuit courts, so that's 61. And then if you break it down by county, as you can see in this case, you also have different county systems. Um, you know, you have hundreds of different legal systems in this country, uh, which raises another really interesting topic that I have talked about in law schools and other places before, and that is should there be more uniformity, especially in our criminal laws, but in the civil laws also. Um, and that's a debate that's been going on in this country since 1789. I think, I think this case does highlight the danger of having localized justice to the extent that we do, and we do in this country. Law, if you look at Pennsylvania, for example, right, the law in Philadelphia is an awful lot different than the law in uh, McKean County. I mean, it's really different in both civil and criminal sides, different enough that clearly injustice is done in one place or another. I won't say which, because it depends on the case. So, um, that you know, it's a broader discussion about how our country... Well, I think we should talk about this. Uh, oops, I'm sorry. I think your phone cut out. That's what happened. Yeah, so I'm saying, uh, yes, I'm sorry. I don't know where it cut out. But, um, you know, we need to have a broader discussion about whether we're going to have different law in every county, um, in every state of union, and whether we're going to have different law in every circuit and every federal district court, um, it makes for hundreds and hundreds of different legal systems. And don't forget, every district, every federal district has its own U.S. attorney. Every county has its own district attorney. And if you add up the numbers, it's probably a couple of thousand different legal systems in this country. And it can lead to tremendous confusion. And I, I've try to uh, stimulate conversation about whether we should try to have more uniformity than we do. So that's ultimately, you know, where it comes down to, but this case won't change that. Well, you know, thank you. Um, he'll either be indicted or not indicted in these other places based upon how good the uh, prosecutors are and how uh, uh, willing the grand jurors are. You know, uh, I think it was Clarence Darrow that the grand jury was the greatest instrument for um, for uh, uh, for I'm trying to think of the exact word that he used. It's the greatest instrument for unfairness ever invented because the grand jury, uh, the grand jury, the only person who appears before the grand jury is the prosecutor. Um, there's no defense lawyer there. There's nobody to tell the grand jurors the other point of view. Um, you know, a, a lousy grand jury can indict a fleet. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, so the grand jury system itself. And many, many democracies around the world have eliminated the grand jury, because it really is nothing more than a tool for investigation uh, on the part of the prosecutor. Um, it's an inherently unfair system. Well, we'll have to explore that. I think we'll have you back in our studios in the months ahead and ask you to talk about this uneven justice system where a lot of folks have lost faith in the Justice Department, the U.S. Justice Department and justice system, and, uh, of course, very uneven for individuals with money and those without. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that in our next session. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Pro Cliff. Professor Readers. Yeah. Very <laughs> thank, you. thank you for hearing me out, and take care and be well, everybody. You too, thank sir. You take so care, yeah, Thank you so much, uh, Cliff. 
Clifford Readers, uh, noted regional attorney, founding partner of Readers, Travis Humphrey, Waters, and Dorman, former president of the Pennsylvania Trial Lawyers Association, and uh, he's got a, a resume that's about 20 pages, but it's it's all good. It's always fascinating to listen to. Right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with a moment or two left on, on the mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, well, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. I am. Uh, on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. During the 9 a.m. hour, we'd like to hear from you on this uh, topic of the uh, President Trump indictment. Uh, you can call 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. Email on the mark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. I'm Statler. I'm Walter. And we'll be back. Grumpy old men. Yeah, we're here grousing. But uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what, fabulous guest, Cliff Readers, super duper attorney. And um, there's a lot we can say about him. Yeah, we will talk about the uneven justice system. That's a big pickle in the U.S., I think. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK, OK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK. You sound like Tony the Tiger. Greetings. Greetings. And welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark. Half our audience doesn't know who Tony the Tiger is. But uh, I do. And put a tiger in your tank. We've advertised a lot of tigers over the years. Because of our... Oh, that's a different... That was that's Esso, a, right? Esso, Esso. Yeah, it sounds right. And the tiger... Tony the Tiger is a serial character, right? Yeah. What serial? <laughs> Test your memory. Um... Because I don't remember. I don't Tony need cereal. Tiger, uh, Kellogg's kind of corn flakes? flakes. No, not flakes. Sugar coated flakes. Sugar coated frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. Yeah, That's sugar it. frosted flakes. Okay, there we go. Yeah, at least they're plain and simple out front. They say these are a famous cereal called sugar frosted flakes. flakes. Okay, that's what they're called. Just the healthiest sounding thing ever. <laughs> well, you know, if you like sugar, it's and supposed to be good If you like frosting, you. and you're a flake. All right, so welcome on board, everybody. It's uh, the day after the criminal indictment of President Trump with this. Uh, sort of a uh, elaborate method of uh bumping up these charges to felonies uh, dependent on other charges that haven't been filed. So this should be interesting. And I, lo- I love Cliff Reader's remark that Attorney Bragg doesn't really care whether he wins or not. He's uh, promised to bring the charges. He's serving his constituents in that manner. And that uh, So there you are. I think Clara Peller said it best. 
Where's the Where's beef? Where's the beef? Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but at least we're going to find out who the key stars are of this. It's not just Attorney Cohen, but this uh, guy from uh, Atter- uh, Mr. CEO Pecker, that is the uh, guy that um, owns uh, the company, AMI, I think, that owns that. Yes. And that this doorman that has apparently had a false story about President Trump and this Playboy bunny and I wonder course, if he has Stormy a kid named Daniels. Woody. I don't know. That's a good question. You have to have to ask him. All right. So Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is now available, 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-9565 or 570-743-WKOK. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. A World War II veteran from Northumberland whose remains were finally accounted for in 2019, will be buried next to family members' graves in Milton later this month. A distant relative of Horace Skip Middleton told WKOK Tuesday his exhumed remains will be buried at Harmony Cemetery in Milton April 22nd at 11 a.m. The burial will also mark nearly 78 years to the day Middleton was shipped overseas. Middleton was 20 years old when he was killed in Burma July 12, 1944. Middleton's remains were finally accounted for in October of 2019. The military used DNA from a cousin in Florida to verify Middleton's identification. Middleton's relative John Bauer of Milton says Middleton was supposed to be buried in April of 2020, but those plans were scrapped due to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Bauer says Middleton was first buried in Burma, then his remains were transferred to Hawaii at an airbase in Pearl Harbor, and now will return to the valley for the April 22nd burial. Bauer says Middleton will be buried with his parents, at least three siblings, and other family members, some of whom served in World War II as well. Bauer says one of Middleton's great nieces, who lives in the Williamsport area, will attend the graveside service, along with a nephew who lives in Lewisburg. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070 WKOK. <laughs> All right, a Sealands Grove woman who crashed her car on top of a restaurant in Shermokin Dam has pleaded guilty to Risa Risso in court recently for guilty pleas on felony charges of endangering the welfare of child and other charges. You remember, she had a high-speed crash flipped her vehicle up onto the top of the Golden Chopsticks restaurant. A 1986 Bucknell University graduate back at her alma mater last night talking about the propensity for civil war in the U.S. She says divisions we're enjoying now are one of the reasons that it's quite possible Uh, that this country could fall apart? Our big political parties need to reach across racial, religious, and ethnic lines. The Republican Party is now overwhelmingly white and evangelical Christian in a country that is increasingly multi-ethnic, multi-racial, and multi-religious. That is the definition of an ethnic faction. And one of the things that often uh, is uh, takes is existing in a country that has a civil war is the fact that they've already had one. It's easier to start a second one in any particular country. Uh, you can hear all of her remarks on the WKOK podcast page. A Sunbury community activist writing an open or starting a write-in campaign for a Republican nomination on Sunbury City Council, 49-year-old Victoria Rose 
Rosencrantz will be on the Democratic ballot, but running a writing campaign on the Republican side. And President Trump was uh, told very clearly yesterday, do not talk about the judge or the DA. So no, last night... No, that's not what he was told. He was told not to incite any violence. Right, and here we go. The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. for which he should be prosecuted, or at a minimum, he should resign. All right, there we have it. All right, uh, one other note, CDC says most of us, it's official, most of us have had COVID-19. 70% of Americans caught the virus. Did you? No, I No, I never did either. Either did my lovely bride. All right, we asked for open phones. We got them, or we got well, we asked you for you and me got the clot shot. <laughs> <laughs> Pump. There I go. I just flopped over. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. Doug, no need to email. We'll apologize right now. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Um, would you characterize your first caller as being a pro-Trump person? No, we characterize Cliff Readers as being an outstanding attorney who weighs the evidence as he sees it. And he's a conservative and he's a person. Right. I thought it interesting that he chose to bring race and color and uh, economics into this when he apparently tried to disparage the um, district attorney by saying that if someone was not having a lot of income or was a person of color, that he would uh, play down charges but tend to go after the rich. Those were those. I'm trying to quote directly here from what he said. Um, and then also he he brought in the fact that, uh, in his opinion, uh, the district attorney has it out for Mr. Trump and, quote, wanted to take the, the name of Trump Tower off the tower. Now, do you consider that as being level, or do you think that he has an axe to grind against this district attorney? No, he talked about Alvin Bragg and what he, in a positive tone in terms of what he was doing. He didn't insult the man. He just pers- laid out his view of the legal situation. And if he were your attorney, you would want him to do the same thing for you. He'd tell you whether it's good or bad, not just to sugarcoat it and tell you what you want to hear. So so you're trying to say that, that, that uh, the caller, Mr. Reader, could be... Uh, Donald Trump's attorney? Is that what you're insinuating? No, no. Come on, pay attention. What I'm I saying. am paying attention. I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say. What I'm saying is his whole rant. You can't be trying to figure out what I'm. You, you can't be figuring out what I'm trying to say if you won't listen to me say it. The, okay, go ahead. The issue here is that Cliff Readers is an outstanding attorney. He is highly regarded, not just in the state but across the country. He is well known for his advocacy for the legal system and making it better and improving it. He is an attorney. He sees both sides of the issue. He presented, we asked him to come on here to present the case both sides, one way or the other. And in his opinion, whether it's right or wrong, Alvin Bragg did uh, did not have the beef. You know, that was his opinion. And is focused on President Trump. Then why did he make that statement about that uh, Mr. Bragg wanted to take Trump's name off Trump Tower? Why did he say that? Because he does, he feels it's politically motivated and personal, and I think he's got something to, it's got something there. How does he know? How does he know the mind of the district attorney? <laughs> uh, because of campaign remarks and his remarks yesterday. 
the remarks yesterday are consistent with the things that Alvin Bragg campaigned on, and Alvin Bragg said that the yeah, uh, he was president, out to get Trump. Uh, I mean, President Trump has, ref- or I mean, Bragg has referred to President Trump as a scoff law, and said that like all scoff laws, people who do criminal mischief and people who break campaign laws or uh, New York State laws, he'll go after them. So. Uh, you know, DAs do that. DAs are political. They have to run for elections. So his um, primarily Democratic constituents in Manhattan, uh, he told them, look, there's a couple of scoff laws that are breaking the law around here. People who drive horse and buggies too fast around the parks and people who uh, break campaign laws and, and pay hush money are among the people I'll be going after. And he named President Trump as one of the folks he'd be going after. So that's that's all on the record. And so... Uh, no, that's good. good. Because I, I think he's definitely pro-Trump. I think he's a conservative, and all conservatives are trying to, you know, draw ranks around President Trump. I frankly don't think that this is going to amount to much. Uh, there's so much legal wangling going on. You know, the lawyers will figure it out. But uh, there's also <laughs> other charges which should should uh, bring the case home. Um, but twice, and, and again, I'm trying to figure out this guy's perspective. Twice he tried to give up the excuse that these were... Uh, some of the laws were arcane laws, and President Trump certainly wouldn't have known anything about them. Since when is uh, ignorance of the law uh, a defense? I always thought it wasn't. Well, if you don't even know that something's illegal, you know, up until now, pretty much in the courts, you can come up with a non-disclosure agreement between two people. You know, I could tell Joe, don't tell anybody that I just ate an entire Snickers bar during the break, you know, and he signs it and I sign it. And maybe there's some compensation. So non-disclosure agreements are common, and I think President Trump probably uh, is, or his defense lawyers will say that he never connected uh, the idea of hush money, which up until now has sort of been talked about and, and been okay, but never connected it specifically to campaign laws. And that is a tenuous connection. Anybody who says there's a certain connection between paying hush money to keep somebody quiet during a political campaign and the nation's uh, federal election laws, uh, it's it's a thin connection. But obviously, Attorney Bragg says he's going to try to make that clear. If it only keeps President Trump from getting reelected, I think Bragg will be happy whether he ends up with a conviction or not. Eric, we got to hit the road. So thank you so much for your comments. Good perception to pick up the conservatism of our, our good first caller. Much, much, much appreciated. All right, Bill, last caller before a quickie break. You are on the mark. Please go right ahead. Well, first, let me straighten Eric out. Number one, <laughs> when Bragg... The Trump Foundation, his family, and his children over 100 times. He ran on that in his campaign, I will get Trump, right? And to boot, George Soros gave $100 million to a fund that trickled down to $500,000 given to Bragg. To boot, Jim Jordan, chairman, House Judicial Committee, has a full investigation on a Democratic Party for interference on elections, right? This this is a corrupt uh, system. Charged 34 times over the same crime on on a charge that they don't have a charge for. Right. right. We have a very corrupt system in terms of election influence. So uh, I think the DA saying, okay, aha, now I got gotcha. you. Oh, hey, hey, oh, again, to him claiming that the, the last, the, the, your main caller was racist, right? Bragg, 52% of the time, has dropped stony 
charges to misdemeanors to include people that were arrested over 100 times down the misdemeanors and put them back on the street. That is a fact. Right. All right. New York City is dangerous because of this gentleman and his district. You put your, your, you go up in that district, the chances of you getting mugged, robbed, or raped are, are a thousand, two thousand, three thousand percent. And you can't carry a gun. This, this gentleman is corrupt, <laughs> Bragg. And, and he's a buffoon and he's a puppet. Hey. <laughs> the buffoon name is owned by somebody else at the moment. So, but anyway, okay, Bill. Yeah, you're right. Well, the, and it's uh, and you can't carry a gun in New York. You're not allowed because it's it makes the town too dangerous. And, uh, which is yeah, funny. Tell Eric to uh, do, do do some do some homework, okay, before he makes allegations. And the CNN and the Democrat Party, right? All they are is doing is running headlines because people like Eric. Right. All they do is listen to headlines on CNN, and they run with it, and they don't do their homework. This country is so much in danger that the Chinese are forcing us out, right? They're, they're doing the world currency right now. All these countries, Kenya president came out and said, you have an American dollar, get rid of it. It's going to tank. They're right now, uh, India is using Chinese money. Not See, countries take uh, convert American dollar and to buy stuff from another country because their own money's no good, right? China is trying to take that American dollar out. When that happens within the next year or so, you think inflation was bad now? Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Banks are going to fail. Everything's going to fail. This country, they're going to take us out. <laughs> Three years, this country's going to be no longer, man. You guys don't understand. Well, I don't think it's quite as bad as you make it out to be. Oh, no, we're going down. It is. No, we? it is. <laughs> Brazil, Saudi Arabia, India, China, Iran, they're, they're, they're taking a, a Korea, they're, uh, Russia. They're, they're, the, the, the oil, the American currencies, uh, you buy oil, it's $107 American dollars, right? It, it, it's going to change the Chinese. They, they're, they're, they're cutting production. They want to squeeze this country because we got a buffoon running this country. And the people don't do their homework, and they don't realize. All right, one buffoon right after another. We got to get organized here. Too much buffoonery. Right, and we got less <laughs> buffoonery and, Amen. and more hey, leadership. Trump, Trump is is the greatest thing that ever happened to this country. <laughs> as far as running business, listen, That's you, a you on a world level, listen, you can laugh and you can breathe heavy when people call in. And, and all you do is worry about your little Democrat local stuff, right? But you claim to be smart. Oh, yeah, smart, stupid. I never said smart that. Because you don't see the whole picture. You don't I, see the whole picture. Yeah, you, you don't, don't see, see the whole picture. Homework. I got you. All right, we got to hit the road, Bill. Thank you so much for Thanks, your observations. Bill. Much appreciated. Take care. Well, you know, you always say you're Thank not you, the, sir. the brightest person in this room. Right, I've never said <laughs> I've I'm never heard smart. you say that you were smarter than the average And it would bear. be a defenseless accusation. <laughs> so, all right, we'll take a quickie break. We've got callers, a caller lined up and emails aplenty. Uh, join the queue, 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Dale, go right ahead. I know one, one thing for sure is we're not going to have no war. It's no war versus China, Russia, anything. It's all it is about is about stealing your retirement and your Social Security. And everybody got uh, cake all over their face and now they're they're trying to point fingers. All it is is a scam. Only thing for sure is the market's going to crash and everybody's retirement's going to be wiped out. And they're stealing. That's what they do. I mean, bandits, right? That's what they are, lawyers. I mean, come on. It ain't going to be no war. The whole people are prop, uh, controlling all this madness is the media. That's why they're in there. You got to pay attention to what's going on. There ain't no war going to happen. We already sold. There ain't no uh, going to study war no more. Remember that old M? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we already <laughs> sold Taiwan. That's it's all. It's all about the glo- uh, ec- global economic forum. After they seen the success in Venezuela, that's how they made their blueprint. You know, that's that's it. It's about stealing pri- private people's money. It's all going to be. If we don't become uh, sovereign citizens, we got to lock these people up. They're crooks, man. Every one of them. There ain't no such thing as a Democrat or Republican. There ain't? <laughs> there ain't? No, there's not. I think there is. Trump is a bandit. He I'm a Republican, a so am I non-existent? You like Trump because he's a bandit. That's all. That's all it is. A, a bandit? A bandit. A bandit. Okay, like yeah, a... That's all he is. I mean... Like a robber. Come on. There ain't... There ain't sky ain't falling. All your investments are going to losing propositions. You're, the government gave control... To this black black rock, which holds everybody's retirement, and they're putting your money in a losing proposition. So basically, now now if you pull try to pull money out, there's like four other fees now you got to add on. So basically, they're stealing off you for taking it out early, and they're going to steal off you and leave it in there. It's a lose lose proposition for a private sector, private business. <laughs> Why don't we just wipe out all the big corporations? The uh, S and P 500 should just be wiped out. I mean, they're cheating us. I mean, they, it's it's a it's a ban- it's a steal. You can't believe you got to be dumb bandit. to believe there's going to be a war. All right, we got you, buddy. Thank you for you calling in. Dumb. Sound right. warning. Much appreciated. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Nobody wants to say goodbye to us anymore. You <laughs> I know, yeah, that? that, that's, that's really weird. alarming. All Where right. has civility gone? You have a options to read anything okay. you want. All right. Doug says, no need to apologize to me about your laughing at my reference to the clot shot. I don't care that you or anyone else who got it wanted it. My problem with it all along was that it was pushed relentlessly and forced on some while saying it was perfectly safe and effective, neither of which are true. The majority of people who took the jab didn't have adverse effects, but there are many thousands who did have injuries or death. Laugh all you'd like, but those are the facts if you care to look. Ouch, now I'm scared. 
That is not good. Okay, no, thank you, not. sir. There's another and one. And let's see. Uh, just remember, it's not only Stormy Daniels. There's two other women and a doorman at Trump Tower is involved. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know doorman. about two other women. I yeah, the Playboy Bunny and the woman who the uh, doorman alleges he had a love child. Oh, with. okay. So those are the same person, the woman and the doorman story about the right. Two it's other the doorman story. He I was gotcha. paid to to hush that up. Right, supposedly. And then, good morning, Mark and Joe. This is Bill from Greencastle. I feel like the upcoming trial of Donald Trump is going to be such a free for all that the American justice system will never be the same. I never thought that I would see such a thing in this country. Okay, and you got one more. And uh, obviously, this is one of our other emailers, obviously the left and the media doesn't really care that there is no there there in this circus in New York. It was all about having Trump in court and getting that picture of him sitting there. This is what the entire country is um, fixated. fixated on, while China and Russia continue to get stronger as the U.S. gets weaker and our dollar value decreases day by day. This administration is a complete joke to the rest of the world and other countries see how weak we are right now. But this is exactly what some of the liberal cities, or liberal elites rather, such as Barack Hussein, Obama, and others want as their intent is to destroy our country from within. All right, and that takes care of all of our emails. So, folks, if you wish to send us an email, send it to on the mark at wkok.com. If you wish to text us, 70236, include the keyword OTM at the beginning of your message. Hey, we got one call coming in, and we got one guy waiting. Good morning, Stan. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, listening now, what little I did here, brag up there. Didn't he claim that what Trump supposedly did? was uh, interfered with the election or how did he put it uh well by hushing people they, it influenced voters oh okay by not telling so he, by, he's an election denier because he says without that trump wouldn't have won right i i think he said it somebody said it would have changed votes i'm not sure if he said he wouldn't have won or would have won but uh or would not have won this is 2016 but i think changing votes was the the goal but you know it, this is a tenuous little tower he built there it is not you know sort of a cut and dry affidavit like if i go through a stop sign it says i was at the the officer says i was at the intersection mark rolled through the end of story you know it's not that kind of affidavit Right. So thinking that way, well, then Hillary should be on the chopping block next because she paid for the steel dossier and she logged that as lawyer's fees for the money that she paid Christopher Steele to produce that lie. So when's she going to go get charged with uh, 34 felonies? Well, I, don't, I think we have an unfair justice system. The wealthy often get overlooked, uh, and minorities or other marginalized well, communities. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Mark. What did you just say? The wealthy, the wealthy get overlooked, and minorities get the brunt of it. Huh. Is that's not Trump what I a said. minority and poor? <laughs> that's not what I said. Well, no, in this particular case, you have a political persecution that's underway. Uh, that's correct. That's correct. I, I don't disagree with that. It's highly political. Because if they think that what he supposedly paid hush money for would have tanked his uh, election results of 2016 after the PP tape came out. The what tape? The PP Well, tape? the grab them by the P tape, you know. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> okay. Oh, if, <laughs> after that came out, that didn't sink it. 
do they really think that his supposed maybe affairs, because nobody knows for sure, there's only two people that know for sure, and they're not talking. Well, right? Okay. Well, Stormy's talking. I, I'm still having yeah, trouble. Yeah, and there's the, also a statement written by her that she said she never had any relations with Donald Trump. She changed her mind. I'm still oh, having trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she changed her mind. I'm yeah, still, well, right I'm, now she Stan, owes Trump over half a million dollars. Stan, I'm still having trouble with the pee pee thing. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that was Hollywood part of the Steele dossier <laughs> oh, okay. thing when they supposedly the Russians had a tape of uh, Trump doing that on a bed that supposedly Obama slept in. That was part of the uh, Steele dossier. Oh, okay. You know, that was oh, the really? salacious info that came out of that. So, you know, they, they've, been, they've been after this guy for the past seven or eight years, and they still haven't produced anything. But he says this was his, Bragg says his felonies were based on, how did he put it? in coordination with another crime, to cover up another crime committed. But he never mentioned what those other crimes may or may not be. And when he was asked about that by a reporter, he says, well, the law doesn't require me to, to say what those crimes were. Yeah, but so like we can make that up any time in the future. The bill of particulars will come later, and then it will outline all that stuff. Uh, okay, so we're going to run a guy through the mud with half-truths, and maybe later, we'll, because I think they're probably still trying to quote violations in law that he committed to cover up. I think they're still looking for those. They're still looking for guess. mud, right? <laughs> what? Muck, Muck and mire. They're looking for mud. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're still looking for those crimes like they're still looking for Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. Isn't he third base in Yankee Stadium? It could be under goalposts under Giant Stadium. That's I don't know. It. I've heard both. <laughs> Moving on. He's not in Wrigley Field. We know that to be to be sure. All right. Thank you so, so much, Stan. You know, the whole thing's politics, and yeah. we'll see how it works out because payback will be a you know the word. Yeah, but aren't, aren't we, you know, the old example, I think, what is it, um, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind or half, well, with half vision? True. Well, half blind. Oh, yeah. half blind. But, so. I mean, you know, somebody's eventually got to stop this crap, and it is crap. I mean, I think that the, the this particular case against President Trump is weak, but I think there's probably some very serious charges to be made against him for January 6th for what he did in Georgia and uh, what he did in North Carolina. I don't agree. What did Exactly, did he do in Georgia? Well, we Joe? have to go. No, we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Next call, Stan. Thank you, sir. They're Thanks, still Stan. discussing that in the jury foreman's out there, right. media discussing jury, de- uh, grand jury deliberations. So All right, that's got you. a whole other problem. So Thank you, you, sir. Have a great day. You yep, too, Stan. You. All right, we'll take a quickie break. We've got two callers waiting. We will be right back. And I'm a big defender of President Trump, so oh, right. if, if yeah, I yeah. say, yeah, if, I don't think any with of you the in his ch- corner, he doesn't need too many enemies. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think any of these cases against him, including New York, are going to stick. I think they're all tenuous. Obviously, President Trump's highly inappropriate at times, but the Teflon president—they yeah. used to say that about Obama. Now you're saying it's about Trump. Well, I don't know if it's even he needs Teflon. You know, if if, if it's trumped-up charges, you need Teflon. You know, President Obama. <laughs> that was the headline in the New York Post this morning. Trumped up. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. We got callers standing by. So let me announce the number 570-743-9565. Bob, thanks for waiting through the break. You are now on the radio. Good morning. 
Good morning. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to respond to the caller that come on after attorney reader. Apparently, he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> okay. And you discern that how? Well, when George Soros gave money to Pat Albert, the, everybody said that anybody that disagreed with that said they were anti-Semite because George Soros is a Jew. So I'm pretty sure that Attorney Readers is a Jewish person. So your caller just attorney reader so that makes him an anti-semite <laughs> okay okay i think you, that's as tenuous as attorney bragg's well, no, but connections I, I think what i think what bob's point is that we dis people who disagree with us we demonize them one way or another and i think that that's uh, okay. that's what's going on in this country to a great extent okay so so let's examine uh fat albert credentials okay he uh he's a graduate of harvard right you mean Alvin Bragg? Yeah. It's it's right. Alvin. It's not Albert. No, he's making reference to a Bill Cosby television show. Right. I heard that. I saw the TV show, but the guy's name isn't Albert. It's Alvin. Okay. Yeah. Same. It's a you know it's a similar situation. He, oh, it sounds. It sounds. The guy got you. Never seen I'm, a host, See, I'm not the smartest a guy. On a table that he passed up. Gotcha. Okay. What else? What else you got, Bob? Lay well, out your evidence. How did he get into Harvard? Uh, cheated. What else? Next, next no, topic. No, he got into Harvard on uh, on this uh, bill. You know their 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 use of uh, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Oh, because he's fat. <laughs> so so now you're now you're seeing exactly what happens when people get into college on affirmative action. You have a you have a fat, fat Albert that graduates. Gotcha. Whew. Okay. What other uplifting evaluations do you have to pass along today? Whoa, that'll be enough. That's it for now. Okay, super duper. Thank Thanks, you, sir. Bob. Appreciate your yep. call. Thanks as for always. calling in. Take care. Uh, puts Eric back on the radio for 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Sure. So let's make light of this. Your previous caller is actually a racist. That's I'm going right. to call it card a card. And I'm trying, trying to, because this gentleman is overweight, like I am, and also an African American. He's trying to characterize him. This That gentleman just called Bob. Is a racist. I'm calling him out on that. Okay, we got okay, you. He called me an anti-Semite, maybe a tongue-in-cheek, and that is far from the truth. But I'm calling him a racist because that's exactly what he said, trying to characterize that and trying to say the only reason that gentleman got in that because of affirmative action, alluding to his race. That's a racist statement, and it shouldn't even be on this radio. Okay. But that's not the reason I called back. Oh, no. no. But I will defend myself. All right. You know, just because I have a different view from everyone else, that makes me an anti-Semite. Ten seconds for the real not, reason. Gentlemen, and I will not allow this, this forum to be used to uh, to characterize me as such just because I have a different view than maybe 90% of the people who call into this show. All right. Well said, sir. I will sir. call Bob Thank an a racist based upon what he said. He can right. call back in and defend what he said if he wants to. All right. We got you. Thank you, sir. Thank okay. you. He does get a minute, too. Thank you, sir. All right. That puts Harry on the line. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. I'm glad to hear that Eric's here to defend uh, uh, defend those of us who listen. So, you know, I'm glad. I didn't realize he was the program director and that he could uh, decide what was on your forum or not. So I, you guys should advertise him as one of the co-hosts. Uh, anyway, I think uh, the reason I actually called is uh, last night, and I apologize because I do not remember the gentleman's name, but it's a gentleman who was a past commissioner of the FEC, the Federal Election Commission. You know, the group who decided... Uh, 
a while ago, a couple, like a year or two ago, that there was no case uh, in this to prosecute Donald Trump um, for campaign violations. Um, and I think that's uh, one of the things that's happening now. This uh, uh, Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, who is the attorney general for the state of New York, both ran on campaign, both ran campaigns based on prosecuting Trump, uh, her doing it for the taxes, which they did find the Trump Corporation, but they did not find uh, President Trump, Donald Trump, guilty of any individual crimes. Um, so that kind of fell flat on its face. And in this case here, I come up with 34 felonies on a case that the Federal Election Commission didn't find one um, one case worth prosecuting seems like it's overstepping. And I think that's, you know, everybody wants to jump on whether you love Trump, hate Trump, or, well, nobody's indifferent about Trump, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'd like know, to find somebody you, who is. <laughs> yeah. Trump, man. Somebody who, uh, who doesn't have a pulse. Right. You know, that's the only one. But I think that's the thing that we've got to look at here is sooner or later, the waste of, of time that is prosecuting for the sake of prosecuting somebody's got to be brought to task for this i mean they spent an awful lot of money not just on bringing the charges to the grand jury but yesterday if i remember correctly i think i read they brought thirty-eight thousand police on duty yesterday right they've been on duty for five days with uh with um in full uniform yeah And, and you know when you look at the city of new york so many things that were felonies before have dropped down to misdemeanors because they won't be prosecuted. That's the platform. And I'm not here to argue whether that's right or wrong. That's just, that's facts. They have dropped it down. They have tremendous, tremendous losses with shoplifting, attacks on the, uh, where businesses are losing money hand over fist and, and complaining that they can't get any enforcement. They have, uh, an, terrific increase in attacks on the subway system and just outside bodegas, you know, where people are being slashed and, and, and in some cases even killed in public. And yet here we are worried about a case that the Federal Election Commission and the previous district attorney of New York said, uh, just move along, folks, there's nothing here to see. <laughs> that was Cyrus Vance, by the way. Yeah. Well, and I th- and I think uh, I, I don't understand the law, and I'm not an attorney. And as uh, we've we've settled on the fact that I'm not the smartest guy on the show, uh, the the DA doesn't need uh, the FEC to find can, uh, crimes in these other areas. The DA just says that they happen. It doesn't it doesn't ha- you don't have to be convicted of them or charged with them on a federal level if the state or the in this case the county DA or the city DA says that those laws were committed and that supported another crime. You don't have to be convicted on those other things. For example, like Joe goes through a stop sign while he's speeding. Never. Well, (laughs) okay. Joe can argue that I wasn't speeding and that would be a great argument, but he wasn't charged with that, but that may have contributed to him you know, sliding through the stop sign. So that's that's what's going to be in this bill of particulars. But as Cliff Reader said, this is very thin ice. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, because, I mean, the group that would be in charge of deciding whether it is a federal uh, campaign violation, um, which he was running for a federal office, 
I would assume that would supersede it. I, I don't know either. I'm not a, a lawyer, and I, I do think, you know, I only heard part of Mr. Reader's on there today, but I always think he's on, whether it's something of knowledge or know anything about at all, uh, you know, a case or anything like that. He always is very enlightening, and he explains the law. He doesn't explain an agenda, and I like that. And uh, hopefully you'll keep getting me moment. All right. Yes, we want to talk about our uneven justice system in the future. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Harry. I won't, uh, I won't call you guys the rest of the week because of the way I'm working. So you guys have a happy Easter. You too, hey, Harry. You take too, care. Buddy. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, have an observant and noteworthy Monday, Thursday, and good Friday, and then a good Easter vigil Saturday night. You guys start Saturday night with the fire, right? And then Sunday's the big celebration. Hey, we do it right. You do it right. Okay. <laughs> All right. 570-743-9565 is the telephone number. I want to tell you about a wonderful place to buy big trucks to drive around in. Would that be the Sunbury Our, Motor Company by any chance? Yes, it is. <laughs> On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. They are still looking for individuals who wish to work there. Uh, they satisfy more employees there. That's what SMC stands for. Uh, it comes with the need for many great behind-the-seas employees. They are looking for entry-level or experienced technicians to work in the quick lane, car and light truck service area, heavy truck service area, body frame and alignment. Oh, no, that's those are separate. Body, comma, frame and alignment, comma, and towing department. Okay, you happy now? And the parts department. And they also have a nitrogen department. I'm the only employee down there. But they got experience. Well, to you people. are full of gas. Well, you see, it all makes perfect sense. All right. Uh, but if you're looking for a career change or your first job, check out the Sunbury Motor Company. And we're talking about specific vehicles on routes 11 and 15. Ernie and Austin are pushing the Kia Forte out the door just like crazy. It costs about $25,000. You might want to rethink that one. They're I'm sure it can go out the door on its own. Oh, well, I mean, they're pushing the sails. It okay. runs on its own. <laughs> they're not even Thank inside. Thank you for making that clear. At the Kia dealership, are there cars inside the building? Some are. Some oh, aren't. some are. Okay. I haven't been there in so long. i got to get over there. 34 miles to the gallon. Joe hates that, but the fuel economy is outstanding. It's an affordable vehicle, and it doesn't go 120 miles an hour, so Joe's not. Oh, nope. Here it says a sportier GT model with a turbocharged engine yeah. is available. All right. Are you happy now? I am. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. All right. Yeah, Joe can po- break the posted legal speed limits once again. All right, folks, give us a buzz. 570-743-9565. The wonderful company. I was just talking about is the Sunbury Motor Company. Mm. Mm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. 
All right, we're going to have enough time to do enough stuff. Joe, read one or two things, okay, and then we'll get very our calls quickly. Going. Uh, one of our texters says, "Wow, Eric sure has his panties in a twist today." And how much did Biden pay in hush money to Tara Reid, who has been disappeared by the lapdog <laughs> media? Think we'll ever know? I think we have an unfair justice. System. And then just to balance the equation, Tom said, "Today's show is a real tea jerker." Tear jerker. What did I say? Teal jerker. Tear jerker. Moisture coming out of the radio. I don't take seriously the co-host or MAGA callers. Not too long ago, it was said on this show that 95 out of 100 didn't believe he would be indicted. Alert! Trump will be tried and convicted in this case and all the others. Signed, Tom. He's going to be convicted. All right. Well, good to know. All right, Bob, you get 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Oh, I'll try and be real quick. Um, let's look at the facts on this case, okay? What what happened to most of the lawyers that were involved in this case so far? Don't ask us. You're caught. Co- um, <laughs> what happened to most? Michael of Avenatti and Comley and where are oh, they now? Okay. Well, Avenatti's in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so if Bragg's so smart, don't he realize where he's headed? <laughs> well, that could happen. You just never know. Well, you know, in uh, if he shoots his off mouth off the way President Trump does, uh, a DA would get in trouble. Yeah, I I think he's uh, destined for for infamy. I guess is my word. I guess isn't it, isn't it, re- isn't it remarkable that uh, that is the last resort your anti-Semite caller resorts to the racist calling like all liberals do. <laughs> all right. You're a racist! <laughs> all right, we got you. All right, thank you, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Dan from New Berlin, PA. Might be the last caller of the day. You are on the mark. Hey, good morning. You know, this... Uh, thank you for having Cliff Readers. It's always a great start for a program. But, you know, he... I think if I understood him right... It's I in the way I look at it, I might be getting my own opinion in there. It's a photo op. What they wanted, main thing they wanted to do yesterday was get Trump up there, get the photograph of President Trump being, con, you know, being indicted, and that it's good enough. But what they don't realize, yeah, that one-third of the country might believe it's for real, that they really have something on Trump. One-third of us know it's a farce. They're just trying to make him guilty by association with the pictures and putting on indictment. And the other third of the country don't know. They're... they're and don't realize what's going on. But uh, that, I think that was the main thing they wanted, that photo op and get get his picture out there. But it's going to backfire. Already Trump's gaining more supporters, and I think people that were on the borderline are going to support him, you know. And as far as the gag order, that's he he can still say a lot of things. They I think what the judge was saying don't stand behind me again with a baseball bat. Right, and don't start Stuff another like riot. That. that wasn't the judge. That was Alvin Bragg. Yeah, if he'd have done I the think, judge, yeah, I think that, he'd have been arrested. I think that's what they what they were saying, Joe. What do you think? 
I think the president, uh, President Trump, should have kept his mouth shut and taken the win. Yesterday, I think it was pretty obvious. Let his attorney speak. I mean, there was nothing there. There, this guy's stretching as much as he can to make uh, misdemeanors that uh, that the statute of limitations have expired on, turning it into a felony. He doesn't tell us what the underlying crime is that President Trump is accused of breaking. Yeah, but I mean, he will. I I think that Trump's got some serious legal problems ahead, and I think in some of the cases he may well be guilty. But in this one, I don't think he should have been prosecuted any more than they should have impeached Bill Clinton for lying about sex. I think the only thing Trump's guilty of is being the best president we've had. (laughs) I think that's his guilt. And the left don't like this country to be great. They're against us. As your one emailer said, this is all going on. China and Russia are getting together and they're going to dominate the world while we're fighting over something that isn't real. And I think that, remember the emailer there that said that uh, we're we're arguing over this stuff and the world's going to the devil. Helen Handbasket. We're going with it. Okay, we're out of time, Dan. Thanks for calling. All Appreciate right, you guys. Calling. Have a great day. Call earlier tomorrow, and you got Thank time. You, you too. Enjoy your Easter. Now, there's a polite send off. There is. Instead of just hanging up. We've got a couple of days before that happens. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show. Thank you, Lynn Hall, for being our fabulous producer.